Ah, the end of the month. So I've not finished doing all of the ones. We've pretty much done as much as we're going to do in December. I don't work hard towards the end of it. Here's the sketches that I did this month. I love watching Blue Planet learning about the fish, although they seem to spend more time talking about plastic. In here we see this carrier bag that may take 500 years to decay. Really? Because the bags for life I get last about a week. Researchers have found that lovesick male dolphins woo potential partners by getting them gifts. They filmed humpback dolphins presenting females that they liked with marine sponges. Sponges? So even dolphins buy toiletries when they can't think of a good gift. And a survey has come out as we head up to Christmas looking at the worst gifts we get. That's the spirit. It's the thought that counts. And this survey thinks I didn't like what I got last year so The in-laws top the poll on who gives the worst gifts. But to be fair that might be on purpose. You can't go through the year doing mother-in-law jokes like The mother-in-law came round yesterday. I'll have to use a bigger tranquilizer dart next time. And expect to get a nice gift at the end. Bad gifts cause one in ten couples to fall out. And it's hard, because when your partner opens the wrapping and says, Oh, you shouldn't have, you never know how they mean it. No, really, you shouldn't have, because now I've got to take it back. The worst gifts in the survey include socks, candles, and toiletries. Oh, I agree with toiletries. It's basically the gift that says, You smell. There is one gift that is worse. A while back, I read in the newspaper that Gwyneth Paltrow had a birthday and some of her rich celebrity friends clubbed together and bought her her own private island. If toiletries is the gift that says, you smell, an island is the gift that says, oh, just get lost. More scandal at the BBC. What have you done now? No, I haven't done anything. Well, I haven't found out about anything. It's about the TV show Blue Planet. They've been faking things. Hashtag fake blues. They're always talking about plastic on that show. Apparently now fish have so much plastic inside them, they're technically a kinder surprise. One of the scenes showed a group of rubber ducks as we heard about 7,000 plastic toys washed overboard from a ship in 1992 that are still turning up on shores across the world. We should be thankful that rubber ducks were popular that year, not inflatable sharks, or there'd be a lot of this on holiday. Now it's claimed that those rubber ducks were fake. I know people in pubs will be talking about this. Have you heard about the uh, rubber ducks in Blue Planet? What's all that in and all that in? They were fake. Well, of course they were fake. They're rubber ducks. They don't breed naturally in the wild. And those rubber chickens you get, they don't come from farms, you know. Because I imagine most people in pubs talk like Mel Smith and Griff Reese Jones, apparently. The reason the ducks were fake, they were put there by the film crew. I don't see a problem. And you know at the end of each episode of Blue Planet that we hear that a film crew spent five years of their lives waiting for a blue whale to finally make a move on that female blue whale he fancies? I didn't expect to hear the same about the rubber ducks. Our crew spent seven years in wait for a raft of rubber ducks to come by. They went to the Pacific, they went to the Atlantic, but eventually they went to the Amazon and ordered a box full online for next day delivery. A supermarket is to become the first major retailer to sell food beyond its best before date. The key word there is probably major. There's a corner shop near where I live that sells, let's call it archive stuff from their shelf. It's always a worry when you buy something and there's dust on it. They're going to sell dried food and tinned products for just 10 pence in a bid to cut food waste. I like it. I eat things when they are past their best all the time. Well, you have to. What do you mean? Well, if you didn't like things that were past their best, you'd be a hypocrite. Charming. I'm terrible for it, though. Here's what I found when I went looking in my cupboards. Okay, this is my disaster cupboard, my war chest. It's where I get the tin things in case anything happens. But we haven't had the big one yet, so it's all still here. 
Let's have a look. We've got tins from ages ago. The jar of jam that's so old, that jar is no longer politically correct. Some cheeses I will eat after their date because, well, Stilton isn't going to go more off than it already is. But why is it such an issue? To find out more, I'm joined by a food expert. Hello. Hello, Steve. Why do people waste so much food? They tell us that they're confused by the labels used by and best before. And what's the difference? Pay attention now, Steve. Used by date, you have to use it by that date. Best before date, it's best before that date. And people find that confusing? Apparently. We're doomed. So, what do you think about this shop's plan? Good. And it comes after our Don't Be a Binner, Have It for Dinner campaign that stops people throwing away perfectly good food. Did it work? Well, we can crack food waste, but we will lose the battle against obesity in the West. There's been a lot in the news about Brexit of late, with the government trying to get stage one of negotiations done before Christmas. In many ways, it's like Christmas shopping. There's only a few weeks left to get it done, and it will probably cost more than expected. To find out more, I'm joined by an EU expert. So, explain to me what's happening. It really is quite simple. Okay. One way to solve the issue of Northern Ireland leaving the EU is to leave it in the single market. I'm with you. Ireland, who are in the EU, don't want there to be a border between Ireland on the island of Ireland and Northern Ireland. Mm. The DUP, who got £1 billion to support Theresa May, refused to support her because they don't want a border between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK. Okay. Scotland then said that if they can do it, so can we. And they want to still be in the single market because Scotland was majority Remain. Yep. They don't mind a border with England as they already have the wall. Uh-huh. Wales was majority Leave, so they don't want a border with the rest of the UK, even though they don't mind charging us to go over their bridge. But they say if Northern Ireland can have something, so should they, otherwise it's not fair, even though they don't want it. Um. London Mayor Sadiq Khan said that if Northern Ireland could be in the single market, maybe London could too. But there's no way that London and could have a border with England. No? As London is in England. Oh yes, of course. Although the M25 might work as a boundary, because down in Dover, which is actually a border with the EU, they worry that after Brexit there'll be massive queues of lorries causing chaos. Yep. And if there's one thing the M25 is used to, it's massive queues of lorries causing chaos. No, you've lost me. Basically, when it comes to the single market, the people who want it can't get it, and those who could get it won't accept it. Is there any way out of this? It all stems from some disagreements of people about Northern Ireland. So, if you can fix that by Christmas, you'll be sorted. Off you go, then. Um... Slight problem. What? I know I promised that I'd done one of these things about the Brexit impact papers. And? Uh, I didn't do one. But you said you'd already got the scripts. Yep, yep, no, I said I had the documents, but I actually didn't have them. Yet what I did is known in the business as lying. But that's okay, I didn't miss much. Brexit Secretary David Davis, so good they almost named him twice, had previously bragged about the 57 set of analyses that they'd done on the Brexit impact. It turns out Mr Davis had to admit that those Brexit impact statements don't exist. Oh? It's like when I say, I know loads of people who download my new podcast. If I actually had to produce evidence... Nah, not so much. But seeing as there were no Brexit impact statements, I couldn't write about them. So what did you pick instead? A story that's even more shocking. New research says sausages are bad for you. You think that's more shocking? The first story is about a politician who, let's say, bluffed. Alright, carry on. But I know what you mean. No one sat there hearing this, dropping their butty onto their plate, saying, But I thought that was health food. The shocking thing is, the reason they're no good for you. Salt. To find out more, I'm joined by a sausage expert. Does this shock you? Nah, salt's one of the ingredients. But so is fat, you know, it makes it taste nice. Why do things that taste nice end up being bad for you? Don't worry, I've invented a new tasty sausage that's low in salt, fat, calories, and it actually lowers your cholesterol. Do you want to invest? Yeah, for sure. When can I see them? See them? Uh, not right. Right now, I put them with David Davis's paperwork. Yeah, right.
Having at Christmas is the cause of much suffering, even though Chris Rear seems to love it. Driving home for Christmas, yeah. How can he be so chipper about sitting in traffic, not moving, and probably using a drinks bottle as a makeshift latrine? But you get him by the seaside, he sounds miserable. Anyway, Highways England have promised hope this year. They say that they're going to enforce an embargo on 99% of roadworks on major routes. Now, I hate to be ungrateful. I'll save that for when I unwrap socks again. But if they can lift them during that time, when they're not being worked on, why can't they lift some of them all the time? We've all done it, driving on a motorway, 30 miles of cones and a 50 mile an hour speed limit for about a three foot stretch that's being worked on. Give yourself a mile buffer either side of that three foot and then just lift the rest. Why do they do it? Do they not have storage for the rest of the cones? 99% of roadworks. Which is like when shops do a sale. 75% discount. And you think, how much of a markup are you slapping on that then? It's nice that they don't want us stuck in traffic over the festive period, but why only lift them at Christmas? It's like missing the point of Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Watch that, Tiny Tim. God bless us, everyone, till Boxing Day. And then it's back to not giving up. Oh, that's right, Tiny Tim. If 99% can be lifted for Christmas, just try and lift 1% when you get back. Ease yourself into it. But they won't. Which means while things might improve if you're driving home for Christmas, yeah. As soon as that's over, it's back to Oh no, this is the road to hell. Bad news for millennials. If you don't know what millennials are, they're basically young people, but we call them millennials so we don't need to feel old by comparison. And the bad news is the fires in California. Let me explain. Last month, millennials were told to stop eating avocado if they wanted to buy a house. I don't know a lot about avocados. I don't really have them in my house and they look like they'd make a mess. Although I could say the same about millennials. I'm from a generation who didn't need to be told to stop buying vegetables, which is coming back to bite us. And remember, I'm from the north up there avocado is what posh people say when you ask do you have home delivery from cheap supermarkets no we avocado there must be something about them if young people are eating them so much that it's stopping them putting down a 10% deposit on a 250,000 pound affordable first flat let's do the maths you can get an avocado for 90 pence 250,000 pound deposit so that's nearly 30,000 avocados they're eating but here's the bad news because of the fires in America whole crops could be lost and the price is set to rocket. To find out more, I'm joined by a young person. Hello. Yo. Delightful. So, eating 30,000 avocados, I think you're addicted. No way, I ain't addicted to no avocado. Double negative. So, you are addicted. Well, first step is admitting it. No way. Look, just come with me to a veg rehab place. They don't do them. If I find one, will you come? No way, man. I'll buy you an avocado if you do. Uh, okay, it's a deal. I knew it. The 60s, synonymous with sexual revolution. It's one of the main reasons I can't wait to be in my 60s. That's not how that works. What? Never mind, you'll find out. The pill was a game changer on that front, but it seems to be less popular now, as more women are using their phones instead. You hear that and think, okay, but it's much harder to swallow. But it turns out there's an app that more and more women are using to avoid unwanted pregnancy. An app? How can an app stop you getting pregnant? I can only imagine it goes like this. Here, how about, uh, you know, no, not tonight. I'm playing Candy Crush. 
Oh, it turns out it's an app on your phone that tells you when you're not likely to get pregnant, and the makers say it's 93% effective, which is all very well, but you don't just end up with 7% of a baby. It means you have a 7% chance of getting a baby. 7 in 100. The odds of winning the lottery are 1 in 45 million, although I suppose I do that once a week, whereas, well, that's not for here. But to find out more, I'm joined by a blogger, because apparently they're experts now, who says technology is tricking us. Hello. Hello, Steve. So you think technology is trying to deceive us? Think about it, Steve. I know that's not something that you like to do in the mainstream media, but more and more people buy smartphones for kids. Yeah. And now phones are telling us if we're not going to get pregnant, uh, but if a phone gets it wrong, more kids, so they sell more phones, and the big tech companies make more money. Wow. Technology is evil, Steve. If you hate technology so much, how do you go online to write your blog? Blogs are online? Yeah. Well, no wonder mine hasn't been successful. More scandal in Westminster. Margaret Hodge breached the Code of Conduct. Tut, tut, tut. She was found to have used parliamentary resources during an independent review of the Garden Bridge. I wasn't in favour. I can't even be bothered to look after my garden at my house, so I don't see the point of having one on a bridge. I'd say if you're going to have a garden bridge, best to tarmac over it, make it easy to maintain. Maybe put paving down each side like a patio. Be nice. It might catch on. Anyway, she used parliamentary resources while working on something that wasn't to do with Parliament. She used station and possibly use the phone. She nicks stationery from work. You'd never catch me doing that, because I always wait till everyone's gone home. I know, I know, I can't be seen to say it's okay to use parliamentary things for non-work stuff. I'd certainly recommend not using a work laptop for personal website use, although that horse may have already bolted for some, but an MP nicking paper from work. It's the most relatable thing I've seen one do in years. And the work phone. We've all had that phone call with a friend, planning a night out, then the boss walks in and you have to say, Uh, yeah, so I'll need 15 tonnes by next Thursday. Okay, bye. Your friend thinks you've lost the plot, and your boss thinks, 15 tonnes? We're a pet shop. But how bad a crime is this? To find out more, I'm joined by a former police officer. Hello. 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 Is nicking some paper from work really bad? It's still theft. But you'd never do me for that. It's not declaring benefits in kind to HMRC. But you'd never do me for that. Well, how do you smuggle the paper out? Uh, A sheet at a time stuffed down my trousers. In that case, I'd do you for wrestling. So the government suffered a defeat in a vote over an amendment to the Brexit bill, and... Oh, I just can't. Another Brexit update. There are only so many ways you can do the joke about Brexit sounding like a breakfast cereal. It was, yet again, another vote about Brexit that was almost 50-50 and has people upset. There must be something more Christmassy out there. Let me have a look. How about this? Meghan Markle will spend Christmas with the royal family at Sandringham. There you go. It's really good of Prince Harry to get her that waitress job. No, because as an actress, sometimes you have to wait a few tables. It's still impressive because Kate didn't get to have Christmas with the future in-laws. It was only after they got married that she was invited, which can mean only one thing. The Queen is a big fan of suits. It's nice to spend Christmas with a family, but the pressure. When it comes around to putting the Queen's speech on after dinner, you can't say, Oh, I just think I'll have a nap during this. Must be a strange Christmas meal. Mamsie, would you uh, like potatoes? Which sort? Uh, King Edward's, I think. No, thank you. That's too much like cannibalism. She prefers Morris Paupers. I think you mean Morris Piper. I know what I meant. Yes. Uh, so, what should we do now? Cracker? Oh, like that, is it? No, do you want to pull a cracker? Okay. Oh, look, I, I've got a paper hat shaped like a crown. And it's as close to the real thing as you'll get for a while. 
I'm sorry, Megan. They're all a bit crazy. No worries. You should see how crazy our head of state is. There's a list of top searches that we Brits did over the last year. You can tell a lot about someone by what they look at on the web. You can tell that they really shouldn't have used the work laptop, that's for sure. The top search term was, drumroll, well, why were people searching for drum roll? Was it a Britain's Got Talent thing? No, I was asking you to play in a drum roll sound effect. Oh. The top web search was... Meghan Markle. And most of those searches probably came from an IP address registered in Buckingham Palace. What are you doing? One's just looking at Meghan's Facebook page. Oh, no, I accidentally clicked like. She'll know I was looking at her pics. Ooh, we'd best invite her over for Christmas. Number three and four on the top list of searches was Hurricane Irma and fidget spinners. Hopefully not in the same search. Was Hurricane Irma caused by fidget spinners? Well, you don't know. There's suddenly a lot more angular momentum being pumped into the atmosphere. There's also a top list of questions that people search for. Number one, what is a hung parliament? And that's one thing you can use your parliament laptop to search for. Oh, look down at number four. People searched for what is Bitcoin? And the correct answer is overvalued. If people are going to look at the most commonly searched items and then consider that thing to somehow be important, hang on, let me do this. How do I get Steve and Alan's podcast? Right, I'm just going to sit here pressing refresh for about the next few months. Some people think that Christmas is too commercial, and that these days we forget the true meaning behind the holiday, which is, of course, the getting of the presents and the taking of the few days off. I believe it was John who said, And lo, there shall be five thousand sprouts to feedeth the three people, which shalleth make upeth for the fish and loaves thing. Well, that's not in the Bible. Never said it was. It was my mate John who said that. He talks funny since the bang on the head. This year is even more commercial, with predictions that we Brits will spend one billion pounds on Christmas Day for the first time ever. The figures break down like this. Just over a hundred million will be spent by people in garages buying last-minute presents. Here you go, I got you this. Oh, two scratch cards and a litre of diesel. Thanks. And nearly 900 million is spent by us online on Christmas Day. This has to be one of the biggest acts of passive aggression ever. Because basically it's this. Oh, are those gifts for me? Because I'm special. Oh, let's have a look. Um, okay. There. Yeah, well, I guess I'll go online and buy something that I actually want. I tell you who must be upset by this. Santa. And he joins me now. Oh, oh, oh. Hello, Steve. Santa, I'm so sorry that we Brits are so ungrateful that we go shopping on Christmas Day. Oh, oh, it's okay. That's why I get some people vouchers. It always happens. But this year, it's the most ever. A billion pounds. That's because of the wheat pound, Steve. Ho, ho, ho. Why are you laughing? It's because I keep all my money offshore for the North Pole. Ho, ho, ho. This year has been quite the environmentally conscious one. The TV show Blue Planet had more plastic on it than TOWIE did. There have been campaigns to cut food waste, which I've been helping with, mainly by eating any food that gets anywhere near me. Well, now Christmas gets its own environmentally friendly campaign. We're being asked to be more responsible with our Christmas jumpers. What happens is people go out, buy some hideous festive jumper, they never wear it again, and they want that to stop. What, they, they're telling us to wear them again? We're going to look strange in April with that jumper with an old man with a white beard on it. People will see it and say, So you're a Corbyn fan, are you? They want us to stop flushing jumpers down the toilet. I mean, are they ending up in our oceans? And here we see the Galapagos tortoise, caught 
in a discarded Christmas jumper. And now he looks like a right idiot. So what should we do? Donate them to charity? I'm all for helping people struggling abroad, but the last thing someone needs in the middle of a drought and heatwave is a woolly jumper with a reindeer on it. At least when Bono asks... Do they know it's Christmas time we can say, well, by the look of what they're wearing, yeah, they do. It's a bigger problem than I thought, with research claiming one in four Christmas jumpers are worn once and thrown away, and young people tend to do it more. I mean, in my day, we'd never be that wasteful. If your granny knitted you a Christmas jumper, even if the arms didn't fit a human, the wool was so scratchy it could get rid of a tattoo, and the neck wasn't big enough to get your head through without ending up with really red ears, you still had to wear it every year when she came round. of Christmassy news continues. It is, after all, the best time of year to do it. They've done one of those surveys about who would be your least favourite guest at a Christmas dinner. They're always doing things like this. A short while ago, there was a survey of people you'd like to sit next to on a plane. The top of that survey was Adele. And I can see why. She's always in the top-earning singers. So she'll be in first class. If you're sat next to her, you're in a good seat. But you're such a cynic. But can you guess who was the top of the poll? Someone who's been in the news a lot in 2017, upset a lot of people, caused a lot of rows on Twitter... Sorry, I just realised that doesn't narrow it down at all, does it? That's everyone who's been in the news. It's Donald Trump. I hope he doesn't see this survey, because he won't be able to just let it be. He'll tweet back, The people of Britain contacted me to say that I was probably going to be invited to their dinner party, but I would have to commit to a lengthy game of charades after I said, Probably was no good, took a pass. Sad. 42% of votes said that he'd be the worst. In second place were Jedwood. We'd have to set two places, so I can see why that'd be annoying. I mean, I've got nothing against Blazing Squad, but I wouldn't invite them all around for dindins. They'd cost me a fortune. Number three on the list was Vladimir Putin. Why would you not want to invite him? Is that because if he was there and Donald Trump, they'd just keep talking about work all the time? The survey is a little pointless because, well, Donald Trump isn't going to come to your dinner party anyway. Oh, I got him one of those beakers with two handles to drink from. Now, if someone fancies doing a survey into the worst person to come on a state visit to Britain, it might get interesting. The week of Christmas news continues, and even at this time of year, with goodwill to all men, we can still find ourselves saying, It's health and safety gone mad! No, you mean elf and safety. Oh, can't believe I didn't think of that one. A council has given out advice on the correct number of Brussels sprouts to eat. They're doing it to help cut food waste. And don't get me wrong, I do my bit to fight food waste. Well, I eat loads. But surely we can be trusted to make our own Christmas dinners without some clipboard-carrying, hard-hat-wearing busybody getting involved. They tweeted saying, Six sprouts equals one portion. Don't overbuy, and they won't go to waste. Ew. They're not going to go to waste anyway. We will just simply eat them. It's Christmas. It's what we do. I will be having more than six sprouts. I don't know exactly how many, because it's very hard to count how many sprouts you have on your plate. If you have enough, eventually you'll drop one. Uh, classy. Thank you. There's more like that on the way soon. And do we really need to worry about people having too many? How are you feeling today? Oh, terrible. Hangover, are you? No, I had too many sprouts. And that's given you a headache? Well, no, but all the loud noises did. I can understand the need for campaigns to stop people smoking, drinking, gambling. But do we really need to get people to cut back on veg? Remember, if in doubt, leave the sprout. But how much of a problem is it? I took to the streets to find out. Excuse me, excuse me, um, what do you think about Brussels at Christmas? Now, mate, now, mate, that's why I voted out. 
This is not what you want to hear, but Christmas might be cancelled. If you ordered things online, you might not have them in time for the big day. A new study says that only 35% of people received their package within the time frame they expected. And there is nothing worse than getting Christmas stuff in early January. Not only is it too late, but you can also find the same thing in the sales for less. People are also reporting other problems, such as their items being damaged or left in bins or recycling boxes. No, 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 no. These Christmas presents should not be in the bin for at least a few more days yet. Was this the best of S Club 7 cassette single? Some people in the survey complained that having put the item in a bin, the post person didn't leave a note to tell them. That's ridiculous, because they're good at leaving notes. When they have something you have to sign for, they can write the sorry we missed you card and post it in less time than it takes you to stand up and get to the door. Wow, you're Batman. And you're the Flash. What do you do? I work for the Royal Mail. How hard can it be to deliver things for Christmas? To find out, I'm joined by an expert. Hello. Hello, Steve. Is it hard to deliver all the presents? I don't know why the post office is messing about. When I turn up, I don't leave a card. I sneak down the chimney. And what if there's no chimney? I can break in, Steve. I'm shocked. I mean, that's illegal. I'm from the North Pole. So? That means I'm northern like you. And we all know how good you are at crime, Steve. How very dare. I just love Christmas Day. In fact, I'm on my sixth dinner already. I've been eating all the usual Christmas dinner foods. Staffing. It's getting that way, yeah. But I find if I keep taking regular breaks and do big burps, I can carry on. I'll join a gym next year. I won't go, but as everyone said to me when they unwrapped their unwanted gifts I got them, it's the thought that counts. Now, I mean, what are you eating? Oh, I have my Christmas dinner with all the trimmings, gravy, cranberry sauce, tinsel, ribbons. I know, it gets a bit chewy, but I did say all the trimmings. But the best part of Christmas dinner is the crackers and this is really nice the team that works on my sketches have bought me some Christmas crackers that have topical cracker jokes in them Oh, guys I wanted to get you something you really needed Oh, thank you no really needed yeah alright let's open this one What's the difference between Theresa May and Ikea? Ikea's cabinets might hold together for at least a year. Uh. Did you hear about the Gatwick Airport lawyer? He kept losing cases. Uh How did we hear about the video of Donald Trump in a Russian hotel? There was a leak. Uh. How is repair work in London solving the drugs crisis? Because Big Ben has had fewer bongs. Uh Why couldn't they just post the award to Bob Dylan this year? Because it was a Nobel Prize. What do you call the man in charge of telling Kim Jong-un not to launch nuclear missiles? The North Korea's advice counsellor. What kind of laptop sings really nicely and swears like a trucker? Adele. (laughs) So, did you enjoy your present? Well, it was the thought that counted. These days, people are very good at saying, Oh, it's better in the olden days. I don't know. I think people were better at saying that in the 70s. Don't you start. Yes, people say things were better in the olden days, yet you offer them an outbreak of dysentery and they seem less keen. But there's one area where I think they might be right. Boxing Day sales. It's an odd concept, really. The day before, you've just been given loads of things. The next day, you go out and buy more. It's like the people who bought you stuff didn't do very well. It's like those fancy restaurants where the food portions are so small, you have to get a burger on your way home. No, that's just 
you. Probably is. How do you need more stuff? By the time you get to Boxing Day, you've been through a long week of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, months of Christmas shopping, then you get given gifts. And you still want more? Last year, 150,000 people signed a petition calling for Boxing Day shopping to be outlawed. I came up with a solution. Shop workers who want to spend time with their families should get the day off. But if you really hate your in-laws, you can apply to get the job in the supermarket that they leave. And everybody's happy. I remember back in the day when January sales used to start in... Well, January. And now they start before Christmas. By the time January arrives, the only thing left in the shop that's on sale is Easter eggs. Bit weird. But if you're one of those people who thinks that Boxing Day shouldn't include shopping, then don't go shopping on it. Let's see how popular that idea is. Yeah, protests. They don't make them like they used to. It's been a fun year of news to write these little sketches about, so I thought we'd take a look at some of the ones I enjoyed making the most. Back in February, posh bottled water came out that was made from icebergs, so I made them an advert. Are you thirsty? Thirsty. But need more than just a drink? Healthy, pure water that also gives you a sense of guilt for taking the polar bear's habitat away. Then you need iceberg water. Then there was the veg crisis. As ever, I looked on the bright side and realized if this was the veg version of the Great Depression in America, it could give us great literature. Twas the great veg shortage of 2017. Two men, George and Lenny, found themselves working in a supermarket to try to get by. The deputy manager was curly. One day, Lenny was in the staff room and he looked in the fridge. He saw a courgette more beautiful than he'd ever seen. He hugged that veg so tightly. But Lenny was a strong man, in body if not in mind. He hugged it so hard that the courgette fell limp from Lenny's hand. George walked in and saw the post-it note that read, Curly's veg, do not eat. Oh, Lenny, said George, we'd best go for a walk down by the river. I'll need my pass so I can get back in, said Lenny. Don't worry about it, said George. But George, is we gonna grow alfalfa and live off the fat of the land? Grow your own veg, said George. Why, you really is stupid. Another look back at the sketches that I enjoyed making the most from this year. Made a few fake film trailers. Starring Lawrence Fishburne as... Theresa May. No one can be shown what the Brexit is. And starring Keanu Reeves as everyone else who's confused. What? Brexit means Brexit. But what? And we need a red, white, and blue Brexit. Uh, what? No one understands the Theresa Matrix. There was an iceberg being towed by boats to Dubai, which looked like it was chasing the boat. Titanic 2, when icebergs attack. It's after us. It's been following us for months. It's stalking us. Oh, that's cold. Cold? It's an iceberg. When scientists said they'd made chicken meat in a test tube, I said they were one lab accident away from. Coming soon. He was a lab technician. Just let me hold this test tube. And he became Chicken Man. From the makers of Spider-Man, who has the abilities of a spider, Chicken Man has the abilities of a chicken. Hey, you're Chicken Man. Can you fly? No. You kind of look like you should be able to. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh. Oh, do you need an egg? 
We did a few songs this year. Sorry about that. Kiefer Sutherland complained that he was addicted to buying guitars, so we sang him the blues. I woke up this morning. I bought a guitar. It's my fifth one this week. I might be taking things too far, and I need help. Yeah, I need to give in. That's right. Cause Keith Richards has got lots of guitars. Look at the state of him. When we sent a letter to the EU to trigger Article 50, we heard this. Dear Europe, we're going away. Dear Europe. Don't make us you can guess the rest. And we celebrated people not liking the gifts they got. Got a gift from a friend, a voucher I can't spend, cos it's from BHS. And it's not funny that this potpourri tastes like it's past its best. Got a book on Hitler's art and Van Gogh's war strategy. The greatest gift I got this year The greatest gift I got this year The greatest gift he got this year It's money. Why not follow on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen? You could subscribe to the podcast as well. You do that by searching for Steve and Allen's Week in your podcast app.